honestly, it is a lot. If you don't want to work and you want to coast, stay in your nine to five, stay in corporate America where you have a salary. Life is easier there. It is. So I'm not going to, I'm not here to like sugarcoat stuff for you. It's hard work. You're going to be your own boss, but I will tell you it's worth it. It's amazing. I get to spend time with my husband and my baby and just enjoy the family life and create memories together that otherwise I would have been in an office nine to five. This is Debbie, and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, have you been thinking about creating a freedom lifestyle by starting your own podcast? Well, lucky for you, I have created a new one-on-one podcasting program. From starting, branding, marketing, monetizing, and scaling, we cover it all. If you're interested, send me an email at hello at theoffbeatlife.com with the subject line podcast program to learn more. Again, email me at hello at theoffbeatlife.com with the subject line podcast program. I will see you there. On this episode, I speak with Addie, who is an Atlanta-based entrepreneur, boy mom, number one best-selling author of children's book, Her Body Can, and she's also been living out her dreams as a world-renowned travel blogger for over eight years. Addie is also the founder of Verbal Gold Blog and Social Gold, where she clouds a body positivity message. More than anything, she wants to inspire all women, young or not, to dream their biggest dreams possible and keep trying no matter what. So let's not find out how Addie inspires body positivity to women of any ages and sizes so they can pursue their dreams, whether big or small. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I am really excited for my guest today. I'm here with Addie. Hey, Addie. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Can you tell us more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Addie. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a full-time travel blogger and entrepreneur. I have been blogging since 2012, so it's been about nine years. I also co-wrote a body-positive children's book called Her Body Can. And I, uh, I have a few other things that I've been doing and working on for bloggers. I've just really enjoyed being a part of this community for so long. Uh, amazing. And before we even got on to this interview, Addie and I were talking about how many things she has been able to do because of her blog, right? So it seems like your blog was a stepping stone for you to be able to create multiple types of businesses and to be able to live this location independent lifestyle. How did this all start for you, Addie? How did you go and really create your blog? Did you used to have a nine to five or was this something that you started right off the bat? A hundred percent. I am so obsessed with the entrepreneurial life. I actually got the itch when I was in high school in my DECA club in high school. We were in charge of writing business plans for um, nonprofit organizations and helping them grow. And I was able to increase, I worked specifically on a charitable like horse farm. I increased their volunteers by 40 and I was able to generate over $20,000 of income for them uh, from the business plan and my strategy that I wrote. And from then on out, I was like, I have to start my own business. So I went to college in Alabama for business and, and then transitioned into more of the cor- corporate atmosphere, a uh, regular nine to five. And I was an ad exec I handled sales for advertising uh, for the Yellow Pages and mobile. 
And everyone that I came in contact with, you know, I guess they just felt this energy and and they kept asking me when I was going to go out on my own. So fast forward to uh, my CrossFit days, I actually was injured pretty badly during CrossFit. And my friend started my blog for me and she was like, since you're going to be immobile for a while, why don't you try to write about it on a blog? And I was like, no, this is not for me. This was like back before Instagram. I'm so old. This was before blogging and influencing (laughs) existed as a job. And I could actually call it a job. At that point, it was just like a hobby or an online diary. It was not cool, not glamorous. People actually thought it was weird. So I... (laughs) It was a while ago, you know, nine years ago. So I started doing it and I realized the community and other bloggers were so much fun. It was it was so nice to be able to connect with them. And then after a while, I was like, wait a second, you know, with an advertising and marketing background, I was like, how can I make money from this? And since I already worked with brands in my full-time corporate job, I started to ask around and build up that kind of want and need to take it into an income-based opportunity. And I was able to start making an income from my blog. And it was very small. I mean, $100 for a job here, you know, uh, $40 there. But it did grow over time to the point where I was able to leave my full-time job and go full-time blogger. How are you able to do that, Addie? Because that seems like a dream for most people, right? Is to mm-hmm. leave their nine to five, start yeah. their blog and make money from it and make it into a career. How did you make sure that you can make this more sustainable? It was so hard back then. I think probably harder than than now. Most people now are just afraid that it's oversaturated and it's not. Back then, people had no idea what they were paying for or what they were getting. And so it was more educational than anything. It was pretty tough back then. I made $11,000 my first year blogging that I, where I was like really trying. And I think when I left my job, I was only making about like 15 to $20,000. So, and I was making multiple six figures at my, as an ad exec, people thought I was crazy when I was like, I'm done, I'm leaving. They thought I was insane, but I had a plan and I knew that if I just, because I was very loyal to my corporate job, I didn't um, take away from those hours at all. I was only doing my blog on the weekends and after work, but after work, we had a lot of like dinners and corporate parties with clients. So I knew I wasn't giving it my all and that the opportunity was there and I could grow it. So I just started making my spreadsheets, making a list of brands I wanted to work with, There are 150 networks out there where you can link up your blog through a third party and brands can uh, contact you that way. I have a free list of those on my blog for anyone that is interested. And I just started doing that more and more and the $100 deals turned into $600 deals and I had revenue objectives for me. And then thanks to my blog and being able to consult with other bloggers and businesses, I started my other company, Social Gold, at 5 a.m. one night. I announced it that I was going to help people with their social media management and content creation while I got my blog off the ground. I had a hundred inquiries that night and I secured 15 clients the next morning. And with those 15 clients, I was able to make six figures literally that night. Oh my God, that is incredible, Addie. And when people are looking at that, right? And they're listening to your story of how you were able to do that pretty much overnight. How did you make sure that you actually had the audience to do it? 
I would say consistency online and positioning yourself as the expert. I had business experience, marketing experience, advertising, and then I had been doing social media for a couple of years. And I always share that with people. I'm very transparent. I'm very open online. Uh, I share my clients and then I share like different strategies to help people grow. And I had been doing this online consistency. So other people kind of saw me in that position and in that role. And it really helped my, I guess my confidence when a local plastic surgeon, and I would recommend going local first. You don't have to get the Verizons and the Home Depots of the world to believe in you. A lot of local businesses need help. They just take a look at their Instagram and you know you could probably do an audit and help them with their content creation and plan out their social media strategy. A local plastic surgeon had asked for my help and when she offered to pay me like a, a legitimate income to help her, I was like, okay, I just need five more of her and I am I can sit pretty and do this full time. So I knew that's where I, I wanted to take it. And I wanted to have different branches of my blog and different extensions. I really wanted to have multiple streams of income. So I didn't have all my eggs in one basket. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And I love how you were able to do that so that it can become really successful and really sustainable for you. So that I think a lot of people have this misconception that when they're just first starting out, they need to just focus on one thing and that's the only thing that they should be doing. But I think that really trying to figure out where your place is in the beginning is so important. And in order to do that, you have to try different things. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I have flipped a house to see if I wanted to get into real estate. I have rented out my car and my RV to see if I wanted to have like an empire of rental vehicles. I have uh, written a book. I've tried and I've, I've created a product before. I had merchandise. I have failed so many times. I couldn't tell a t-shirt to save my life. I have invested in companies that didn't go well. But I feel like now, all these years later, I've really honed in on my specialty and my passion and my purpose, and that is to help others grow and to help them succeed. So I definitely agree with you when you say find out what works for you and don't be afraid to fail because I think multiple streams of income is so important. Absolutely. So now when you finally left your nine to five, did you do anything to prepare for this moment where you knew you wanted to work for yourself? A hundred percent. You have to have a strategy in place. I don't recommend anyone just kind of jumping off the bridge without a safety net. I had uh, a team behind me. So a website designer and a graphic designer create graphics and announcements that we were like teasing up to something or that I had a big launch. And I did it at 5am. I launched these graphics. I had a test group for my social media consulting. So I had in the back end, I'd worked with five businesses for free, just to get a before and after and a testimonial from them to say that it worked. So I had all of their before and after images, really pretty, like laid out very nice on Canva with um, their testimonial and the percentage increase. Like one of my clients was up a thousand percent month over month. So I had all of that. I had my street cred and my testimonials ready. So everything launched and people could really see the value. And then I had um, HoneyBook. I don't know if you've heard of that. I had it set up. So I had um, a template in there, a contract, a proposal. Everything was automated. So when people emailed, I secured all their email addresses and I could nurture those relationships It was just very, I feel like strategic and organized to help me secure those deals. 
So for someone who's just starting out and that seems really daunting to them, right? Because there's a lot of different things that you really have to put your systems in place. Where should they get started? What's the first thing that they should do? Keep track of everything. Literally keep track of everything. And it it is a lot. Honestly, it is a lot. If you don't want to work and you want to coast, stay in your nine to five, stay in corporate America where you have a salary. Life is easier there. It is. Um, So I'm not going to, I'm not here to like sugarcoat stuff for you. It's hard work. You're going to be your own boss, but I will tell you it's worth it. It's amazing. I get to spend time with my husband and my baby and just build our, our, like just enjoy the family life and create memories together that otherwise I, I, would have been in an office nine to five. You know, I, I wanted a different life. So I, I have specific goals for myself and I wanted to achieve those. But as daunting as it does sound, it you compartmentalize your little task and just like you would at work, you know, if you were in sales and you want to be the number one salesperson, that sounds daunting. But if you could just sell one person a week, it's easily achievable and it's not as daunting to do that. So Take those same strategies <laughs> into your entrepreneurial job, not your job, but your your path, and break it down. Say, I want to do five graphics here, or here's my strategy. Lay it out and break it down into achievable little goals, so you are prepared. And in the meantime, you know, I it's hard to say, you know, give specific advice to someone I don't know, you know, what vertical they're working in. But when you track everything by month. And you can and you can see the progress. Then you're. It's just it's a visual kind of escape to help you achieve your goals. I need to be able to visually see my progress, even if it's putting a chart and a whiteboard up in my office. I need to see something so I know that I I'm reaching my goals or I have a little bit farther to go. I would say to break it down and it makes it a lot easier that way, and you could it's a lot more doable. I want to go back to when Addie talked about tracking because that has literally helped me become so much more aware of what's happening in my business. Because I think for me in the beginning, I just did things to do things, right? And you didn't really have any idea of what was going on. And when I started tracking and Addie is talking about this, you really understand what's working and what's not working and what you can change and do more of or less of. Is there any specific apps or even companies that you use to help you with this process in order to track yourself? Not in particular, honestly, Google Docs and Google Spreadsheets. I keep everything in Drive. I was one of the unfortunate ones that had their computer crash with all of their data on it. And I had my backup hard drives crash. So I keep everything in the cloud now. I store everything. I have spreadsheets there. And uh, that is the number one way that keeps me organized. I don't have um, a really cool planner to recommend. or <laughs> I am very digital. And Google Drive, I have about 15 different email addresses. And they're all linked to my one drive where I can see everything in one spot. But I, I love that you said tracking helped you. It is, I mean, I wish I would have tracked in the beginning. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And I do like um, we have a tracking system that we have on Google Sheets. And then I actually have a whiteboard with our goals for every quarter. So like we're in Q1 right now, like we have those laid out in our whiteboard because it's just so 
awesome to see it. You know, it's it keeps you going. There's a visualization there that you see every single day when I walk past it and then just making sure that that's where you're going towards. So that is super helpful too. I love that. I'm going to implement that as well and put my goals on a whiteboard. I think that's great. So you use Google Sheets too? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I am a Google Sheets type person. And also like my fiance, Aaron, he freaking loves Google Sheets and creating things on there. So I he just creates stuff for me and I'm like, great, I'll put it on there. So <laughs> it's so good. I even use it with my assistant. Like we use a Google Doc for assistant duties and yes. It's just a lot instead of sending countless emails like, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do this? I just needed a centralized place where I could drop my ideas because I work until 2 a.m. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then I don't want to bother anybody, but I'll just drop it in a Google Doc and have a list ready. And it's easy for her to accomplish. Yeah, I do a combination of Trillo and Google Sheets. And it's so helpful because like you said, there's no back and forth. It's just there. Also makes it easier for everyone. And you're not bothering your assistants and people you're working with or even your clients when, you know, it's just, it's annoying and we don't have time for that. (laughs) I also want to talk about when you spoke about tapping into local businesses first, right? To get your, maybe your first clients, because I think a lot of people will automatically look at companies that are maybe, you know, out of reach or big companies, but a lot of people often overlook those local companies that they could work with, especially if you're doing social media strategy or even if you're like a, if you want to do a brand sponsorship. Can you talk more about that and what your strategies have been? Because I know you have done both used local businesses as your clientele for services and also doing brands, right? Have you done brand sponsorships as well? Yeah, I love reaching out to your local network. I think networking is so important. It's a little bit different right now because you can't or we aren't doing a lot of uh, face-to-face networking. But being a client, wherever, this is where I started, wherever you are a client, those are the people to talk to first. And what I mean by that is where do you go get your hair done? Where do you go get your facials? Where do you get your nails done? Uh, where do you go for me? Like, where do you get injections? We like, where are the common places that you visit frequently? My first clients was my eyebrow, uh, microblading specialist, uh, my hairstylist, my, uh, injector, and I think a restaurant I ate at frequently and they were local people. And it's crazy because when you do a good job and they know how passionate you are about it, I am obsessed with business and I am so obsessed in this world um, that they recommended me to multiple other people. There was a gym that started called Smart Fit that does EMS training. My microblading um, client, Millie at Browse by Millie, referred me to the gym. And it just has been like this ongoing trickle down of, and it, and it feels so good because you know you're doing a good job and you're making an impact, but it's you have a, a wide network around you locally that you can tap into that not a lot of people do. And I think there's so much opportunity there. I love that. That's so true. I think most, like, you know, you mentioned this and I, I tapped into this a little bit too, is people overlook this, right? They don't think about these people that they do encounter every single day who know them already. You know, we take so much time to go online to do the 
ads or proving ourselves to people that are complete strangers that we don't really tap into the people that actually know us. So that is such a great tip, Eddie. Thank you. It, I, it works and it's uh, secure and it is a long-term strategy in my opinion, because I still go to those same places and I'm still working with them. And I left corporate America in 2017 and it's 2021. So it's been uh, really nice. And I've been able to build into other aspects of my business because I have that stability there with my social gold consulting and social media management clients. I've been able to do so many other things because of that. So I think just, you know, building your your revenue stream, your your business and that and securing it and then adding another one if you want. You know, I'd be very content just doing this forever, but I have ADD, so I needed more. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So we talked about your services. And now let's talk about another project that you have, which you actually co-wrote a book about body positivity, and it's a children's book. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how it started and why you decided to do it? Yeah, absolutely. I It actually stemmed from the idea I owned a legging company at one point, or I bought a legging company, I guess I should say. And that I just quickly realized it wasn't quite my passion. So I sold it back to the original owner. It was, a, it was really fun to try out. I just don't have um, that in me. But I when I was in that space, I was like, why don't why don't they make leggings in these sizes and additional extended sizes? Why isn't this all inclusive? So when I had the brand and I took that brand over, I extended the sizes out to 6X and even down on the extra small side. And I just wanted it to be an all inclusive brand. And then as I was sleeping, I started thinking, you know, and I was pregnant also. And I was like, why don't they have all inclusive children's books? Or why don't I see more diversity within children's books? I just see like, diversity in like monsters or trucks or, you know, different types of characters. And um, my friend and another blogger in Atlanta was really honing into this message online on social media. Her name's Katie Crenshaw. And she had a platform called Her Body Can. So I pitched the idea to her. I was like, what if we do a plus size princess? What do you think about this? And would you want to do this with me? And she was on board right at the start. She was like, why haven't we thought about this before? But instead of doing a princess, why don't we make her like a more realistic person that kids can relate to and have and be able to see themselves in literature? And that message that we wanted to hone in on was her body can and and show people, parents included and littles, that your body can do amazing things and you're so capable and to not really worry about what your outward appearance is and just know that your body is powerful and amazing and so are you. And so we took it and ran with it. And it has been the most fulfilling thing I think I've ever done. We got to be on the Kelly Clarkson show, a couple of other segments, and it got global press. We're being translated right now into Portuguese and Spanish. And we have another book called His Body Can coming out soon and a coloring book. So I'm just really, really thankful that the message resonated with so many people on such a deep level. It made us cry on the daily, the messages that we were getting. So I knew it needed to be there. It is incredible what you have both been able to do with this book, because like you said, now it is seen globally. And 
we don't realize how important these things are because we're always told that you have to be perfect, right? It's not good to be imperfect. You have to be in a specific standard and we don't realize that no one, you know, it's like we're told that that's what we have to be. And then you find out when you're an adult or not even that you can't, that you just can't raise to that type of standard. And when you see books like this, where it accepts you for who you are and just to be better, a better person, you know, and that's why I think it's been resonating with so many people, you know, not just children, but also adults. Like, yeah, we got so many messages from parents that say they had to like sit in their car and read the book about three times and just cry it out before they could take it inside and read it to their kid. And I'm like, that is, that's generational right there because we put some deep messages in there. Like I played fast pitch softball. Katie was told she couldn't run the New York city marathon. And we put that in there as a, you know, body positive plus size little girl that you can actually do it. Katie trained and ran it and finished and did amazing. So we have a lot of deeper meaning messages that are in there that has been resonating with the adults a lot. And I think it's been a really good kind of breakthrough. I think it's the little kid in us that needed to be told that that it's coming out, right? It's like, oh my gosh. I needed this book when I was little on my nightstand for sure. Absolutely. So that is incredible. I am so happy that you were both be able to put that out there, really show children that it's okay to have different types of body types, you know, and it's pretty amazing that it's, um, I'm not surprised, actually, I'm not surprised that it's receiving so much great coverage to it. And people are really resonating with it. Thank you so much. I never in my wildest dreams thought I would be a children's book author. But here we are. I think when you take the entrepreneurial route, you really have to just keep your antennas up and your eyes open for opportunities that cross your path and be ready to say yes. I just, I can't even imagine what would have happened if I would have just slept on this idea and not, not gone through with it. You know, like you, just like the little girl, like your body, you're amazing. Her body can, like you can do all these amazing things. It's okay to try things. It's okay to fail even, you know, if it wouldn't have worked out, I would have just kept the book on my nightstand and loved it just as much, you know? Yeah. Even if it's just to give your children, that's a huge, huge thing. That's your legacy right there. That's exactly why we wrote it, actually. And we never expected it to take off like it did. I was like, I'll just get a copy from Amazon. It'll be cool that our book's listed on Amazon. No big deal. And then all of a sudden, we had like over 10,000 copies sold and we were a bestseller. We broke Amazon within about five minutes and Glamour wrote an article. And I was like, well, what is happening? I was just a puddle of tears just sobbing in my room. Like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) That is incredible. It's really amazing when you have this idea and this passion and it just blows up, right? People really resonate with it and you're making an impact in the world. And who would have thought, who would have thought, did you think that this is going to happen after leaving your nine to five? You wanted to have freedom for yourself. You wanted to travel. You wanted to be able to spend time with your family, your friends, like own your own time to now having these multiple businesses and to be able to make such a huge impact in other people's lives. It's so incredible. Thank you. Never in my wildest dreams. Uh, People still think I'm crazy 
for being an entrepreneur. I still, up until I would say last year, I still got asked pretty regularly when I plan on going back to corporate America. Wow. <laughs> I was like, you guys don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I also find it interesting that now because of the pandemic, I think before this, people always thought the regular nine to five was super secure, right? It was. Yes, what a good point. Right. And now after the pandemic, remote working, working for yourself, having versatility to be able to do multiple things has been the new sustainable thing to do. And it's really incredible. Yeah, (laughs) it's turned around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, now you finally see it our way. And now you have to. (laughs) I, I absolutely agree with you that having a side hustle is trending. And it's, it just goes to show during a global pandemic, how necessary it is to have multiple streams of income, even if it's as simple as renting your car out on Toro. I did that last year and I made an extra $8,000. I rented out my RV and I, I, in the first month made an extra $16,000. So even just little side hustles like that, that can produce additional income passively almost, it helps to have more of a security blanket in an unknown time right now. Absolutely. And things like you just mentioned, thinking outside of the box uh, is pretty incredible because those two things that you just listed are things that you don't have to do any physical labor for. So yeah, not at all. A third party takes care of everything and you literally just hand your keys over to somebody else. And if you have a car, you could do this right now. That's how easy it is. Absolutely. So if people are interested, if they have an RV or, you know, they could rent out their car, what are the companies that you would recommend them doing this with? Toro, T-U-R-O. It's an app. And then the RV app is called Outdoorsy. And simultaneously, you can also rent from these places. So if you want to go on vacation and you don't want to pay the rental cars of the world, you know, hundreds of dollars, you can actually rent a car from Turo on another end. I did it when I was in Palm Springs and I rented a car for $20 a day. It was really great. There are even luxury cars on there. You can rent for a lot more, obviously, but you can list your car to rent and you can rent a car. So they're pretty, uh, they're pretty cool. I've really enjoyed them. Amazing. I love this tip, Addie. Thank you so much. So I have five fun questions for you and you have to answer them in one sentence. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) All right. First, what's the worst food that you've ever eaten and why? Oh my gosh. I'm supposed to be doing this quick. What is the worst? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, Oh, this is hard. I like food so much. So Me too. That's why I asked this question because I'm like, I love everything. <laughs> the food that I don't like at all. Oh, gosh. I don't know. This is so hard. <laughs> I'm just blanking. I'm so bad at rapid fire. <laughs> okay. What do I not like? I had this the other day and I was like, this is gross. <laughs> the pho oh you don't like pho i don't think i like pho no Mm -mm. okay i don't like the texture yeah i really hate soup (laughs) (laughs) it's so gross why would anybody drink soup or eat soup i don't know i don't like (laughs) so addy's just like soup soup in general i don't like any kind of soup it is disgusting you need to eat your food and not drink it (laughs) 
You're like unpopular opinion. Soup <laughs> is gross. Wait a minute. That's not a popular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's a popular opinion with me. <laughs> yeah. It's very popular over here. Soup is gross. <laughs> <laughs> and next, what's the best money you've ever spent while you were abroad and why? Uh, while I was abroad, the best money I spent would be on, um, a massage in Bali. It was $6. It was two hours. I tipped her like three times that amount and it was an entire experience and you got to just really live and enjoy Bali. I would say that was by far hands down the best money I ever spent. I need that right now. <laughs> uh, I was like, when can I go there again? <laughs> I know. When does this border open and we can start traveling again? Oh, uh, oh my God. That's why I had a life crisis anyways and bought the RV. <laughs> like, Let's do safe travel. Right. Describe what your ideal day would look like, Addie. Oh, my ideal day? Uh, does it have to include work? No, it doesn't. Okay, my ideal day is when I land. Okay, let's pretend I'm already there. I land somewhere new on an airplane, and I'm in this new tropical location, a private island that would be a great with like a frozen cocktail in my hand and the waves crashing behind me, and then like maybe a dolphin jumps out of the water or a whale or something, and I just get to like lay and relax. And I don't know, in the background, like just literally like relaxing um, on the beach somewhere would be my ideal day right now because all I've seen is my house for the last nine months. Yeah, I hear you. I, I'll be there right next to you, like <laughs> drinking coconut juice or something. Nice I don't know. Water or like a frosted daiquiri. Just, like, that yeah. sounds really great, doesn't it? That sounds so good. All right. So if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, this is tough because like for a superpower, the petty side of me wants to say invisibility just so I could be nosy AF. <laughs> but I feel like for productivity reasons, I should choose things like time travel or I want to say t not t even time travel, but like if I wanted to be in Bali and I had the superpower to just snap my fingers and be there, that would be what I would want. But I would need it for my entire family. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You, you would need to be able to bring them with you. If you yes. Like that. if I just grab them and then snap, that's the power I want. I can leave the petty behind. I'll leave the invisibility for another time. <laughs> and lastly, what's the one thing you wish you did sooner? Started my own company. <laughs> Started my own awesome. company. Or, yeah. I just... I wish I had taken it seriously in the beginning and just started believing in myself sooner. I was so worried about what other people would think and what they would say. And if I was making enough money for them to approve my decision. And I wish I would have just like crumbled all of those thoughts up into a little ball and thrown them in the garbage and done it, you know? Yeah, I think it's so hard not to do that in the beginning because you feel like you have to prove something, especially if you left a job that people or everyone, even yourself thought was really secure to do something that is so scary and outside of your comfort zone. 
Oh, it's so hard to be outside of that mental block when you're just starting out. I hear you on that one for you're sure. You're walking in a parade and everybody's going in the same direction and you suddenly stop and you're like, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to go this way anymore. And you turn around and you go against the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. It feels like that to start off on your own and it's scary. And people are like, why are you going that way? Why are you going that way? They're questioning your every move. How much are you making? You know, have you made your income yet? And it's like, like in the matrix, like you're dodging off, like with your hands up and you're like swatting away all the doubt to just keep going in the direction you feel like you were meant to go in. Absolutely. That's such a great analogy because that's pretty much what it's like to be an entrepreneur. And yeah. it's hard enough when we have those self-doubts and then people say that to us too, and it just builds it up. But yeah. I do have to say we get if you are in this for the long haul and you get through that stage, we get a deeper skin, you know, like a thicker skin. And we just become really awesome after that because nothing really pretty much phases you. You're like, okay, whatever. I love the I D G A F. Yeah. (laughs) Politically correct. I, I like, I love that attitude when it sets in, you're like, okay, like you're, it's like you float above it almost. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's how I feel. And it's such a good feeling finally to have that, you know, it, it, nothing phases you, honestly. Yeah. And also when you finally reach a certain goal that you have and you're out of that mentality, it becomes so much sweeter because it wasn't about them, right? It's about you and really proving to yourself that you can do this. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Off the bat, don't expect any praise. Don't expect any help from your friends or family. You Mm -hmm. are on 100% on your own, but you can definitely do it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's okay. One last thing I have to say about that is, and I've seen this from other people too, where they say this as well. This has happened to them. It's kind of ironic that strangers will be more on your side than sometimes family and friends, right? There's more doubt on that end than from strangers who don't even know you. So it's interesting when that, when that happens, but they'll, you'll get them on your side eventually. (laughs) I have a support group online from people that I have literally never met or yeah. even seen in person. And they support me more, I would say, than other people are. I think they're waiting and observing and like watching you. And they are, are waiting to see if you fail, honestly. Yeah. And then when you succeed, they're like, I knew you could do it. You did great. I've, you know, I've been cheering you on this whole time. <laughs> you know? But like, they're not going to give you a hand up from the beginning. So. Yeah. Yep. It's true, but you gotta, you gotta keep going. Yeah. All right, Addie. So let's fast forward to 30 to 40 years from now. And you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave? And what do you want to be remembered for? I love this question. That's so good. My entire goal in, in being an entrepreneur is not to work myself to death. I have a retirement plan and I'm working on building generational wealth and something I could hand down to my son or any future kids. Uh, and I could leave with my family. I want to be remembered as someone that would always help others. Like when people would ask me, you know, what are you going to do when you get to the top? The quote where they say, I'm going to reach my hand back down and pull everybody else up. That is what I want to be remembered for, reaching my hand back down and pulling other people up with me. 
Amazing. I love that, Addy. And that's what you do right now with your business and your personal life. So you're already on the way there. Thank you so much for being here, Addy. I had so much fun talking to you. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Thank you so much for having me. It has been a blast. I cannot wait to just binge all of your other podcast episodes. You're such a good host. If you guys want to find me, I'm at Verbal Gold Blog. You can find me on Instagram, on Clubhouse, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Pinterest, and you can visit my blog, verbalgoldblog.com. I hope you'll keep in touch. Come say hi. I would love to reciprocate the love and, and say hi to some of Debbie's fan base here. Awesome. Thank you so much, Addy. We really appreciate you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Addy. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to turn your blog into multiple businesses and multiple streams of income. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location independent story will unfold.